Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Wow. That anybody can do coding, like whatever age you are, you can start it, start doing coding. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hi, I'm Laurelyn Mears, founder of Steerus. We're creating a Power Skills Academy to coach students on all of the soft skills that they're not learning in school. I like listening to Esprit on Women in Tech, and I discovered her podcast last year, now toward the end of the year 2019. What Esprit does is she makes her guests feel really comfortable. She creates a safe space, one that fosters optimism, and even though people talk about the challenges they're facing, everyone offers a solution, and that's what I really like about it. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. Good morning. I don't know what time it is for you, but for me, I just woke up. And I don't know about you, but some days I wake up and I just want to crawl and hide under the covers. Do you ever feel that way? I think we all probably feel that way from time to time. And then I thought to myself, well, if I morning in Netflix, will that make the rest of my day epic? Or will it kind of start a domino effect of a day of kind of feeling sluggy, sluggish, and a bummer? And I'm all for turning off and um, reviving the mind when it needs to be calm. But I just kind of pictured my day. I have about an hour, 45 minutes before my first, well, now I have 45 minutes before my first meeting. But when I woke up, I had an hour, 45 minutes before my first meeting. And I thought, well, if I Netflix it and don't use the time to shower and calm myself and make my bed and all these things, will I enjoy my day? Will I enjoy my life? I know life sounds like a really heavy word, but it is every single second that we're here is is our life to thrive in and whatever that means to each of us, right? And I thought, no, like it wouldn't be Netflix out of relaxation. It would be Netflix, the equivalent of eating a pint of ice cream when you're just trying to somehow soothe your like anxiety or when I'm trying to soothe my anxiety, I don't want to speak for you. And so instead, I turned on a headspace and I meditated 
Now I'm about to make my bed and then I'm gonna shower and then I will have my morning meeting and my podcast interviews. And it's interesting when I meditated, I gained some clarity on some things that I could do to operate the company in a more effective way, uh, like some things that I've been trying to solve that I've been having a problem solving. And I don't know, just that calm mind, that clarity. It was like a hug. (laughs) I know that might sound cheesy. Anyway, have a great day wherever in the world you are, and I will see you in the next episode. Enjoy. Bye. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. I am so elated for this episode. This is a special edition episode. It's going to be incredible. We are interviewing Ella. Ella is a powerful young lady. She's the daughter of just an incredible woman that we got to interview on the Women in Tech podcast. And when I heard Ella is taking coding classes, Ella, aren't you six years old? Yeah. You are six years old taking coding classes. I could not wait to celebrate her story. So we are going to have a conversation with Ella and Esther and definitely check out her mom's interview, which we'll link it in the show notes. But it is going to be both her mom and Ella today. But this is a feature on Ella. And I am so excited. She's going to be talking to us about why she likes to code and the creative life that she is living at six years old. Welcome, Ella, to the show. Hi. Thank you. Hi. You're welcome. So, Ella, tell us a little bit about how you discovered coding. Well, so how I discovered coding was I heard that my cousin was doing coding, and I was like, what was coding? And then we were learning how to use a Chromebook. And there's the first app I ever learned. It is called Hour of Code. Um, and I was like, after I done it, I was like, wow, now I know I understand how coding can be fun. What do you want to build with code? Well, I've been planning. I um, forgot to bring my real blueprint. So it's a little tokey that looks just like this. And it has a little battery slot and supersonic ears over here. It's going to be a little Toki robot, which is rabbit robot. Can you describe, because everybody listening can't see us right now, can you describe what Toki looks like and what Toki stands for? Toki is... What does it mean? Toki means rabbit in Korean. And Toki is just a little fuzzy stuffy that has a little fuzz. And then she has long ears that drop down. And a little blanket attached. And she has little hands holding the blanket. And little legs, too. And you want to build a Toki robot, is that right? Yeah. And why do you want to build a Toki robot? That is really cool. It's because I want other people about my age to learn how to code. Because you're going to code the robot. I'm loving this. Where did you become inspired to want to help other people? Well, my friends really like to help other uh, other kids and, and say, are you okay if somebody fell down? And, and I was like, hmm, that looks pretty nice. And I was like, 
maybe I could create a robot that can be nice to very nice too. You know, Ella, you're very inspiring. Are you aware that you're super inspiring? Do you know what inspiring is? No. Inspiring is when you, I think, have a magical light about you and you show and share other people in the world how they can create magic for others. Yeah. I think your mom's pretty inspiring. Does she inspire you? Yeah, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And what do you find really easy about coding? Well... Not a lot of things of coding is really easy, but getting to know it, it starts to get like you start to pick out your character and know how to pick out your character, and and then it's just gonna get super easy. I'm learning how to programming this coding called language called Scratch. Called Scratch. Tell us about Scratch. Well. So Scratch, you gotta learn many different things, and you code like you use blocks or something to make a robot move, or or like a character move on computer. You you also make video games, which is pretty actually pretty cool. I've been testing on this thing on my computer, and it's called. Scratch, if you want to go see it, you just go to mit.edu, and then you could see it. It's best if you just do that, mit.edu, and then you just make a little bookmark. So it's pretty cool that you can do that, and you can use many different kind of blocks on on the side. There's like event blocks, event blocks. You can see there's one event block. It says when the green flag is clicked. So that's the first block you should use if you ever want to make anything. Click the green flag on your screen. Where do you learn how to code? I learn to code at different places, at my school, at my house, at my cousin's house. Do you use a specific program to learn? I have this class. It's on OutSchool. You could sign up for OutSchool kids. So then I get to learn how to do this on OutSchool. There's one thing that you do on it. It's the scratch thing I just told you. And you meet with the teachers. Some of them are private classes. Some of them are with other kids. You know, you're very good at this interviewing thing. I think you have a lot of interviews in your future. You were saying that there are a lot of pieces of the coding process that are hard. What is really hard when you're coding? Well, sometimes you make big mistakes and then you need to kind of wait for it to come back. It's And also it's kind of hard to unconnect and connect things. When you need that patience for it to wait and come back and to connect and unconnect things, what do you think about? What are your thoughts to stay patient? Yeah, well, normally I think about that it's okay and everybody makes mistakes. What excites you most about being able to code? I want to play a little game with my cousin Noah, who taught me, kind of inspired me to to do coding. 
That's awesome. I know this is a funny question that a lot of people probably ask you, but what do you want to be when you grow up? Three different things. Well, I'm not sure. I'm probably going to pick one of them. Scientist, artist, and coder. Do you think you could be all three maybe at one time? I'm not really sure. (laughs) When did you learn about technology? How old were you? I kind of started while at my at middle six when I was in the middle of being six years old. So this year, is that what you're saying? At six years old? And so it's new. So, well, it's kind of old because I've kind of like at the beginning, a little bit from the beginning and then and kind of. And now you're almost seven. Yeah. Yeah, that is a long time. It's funny, as time goes on, time gets shorter, but for you, time is still long. (laughs) 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 What are some of your other interests? Your mommy told me that you have tons of interests. Well, I also like to kind of, like, be sure things are being right and not too wrong or or also another thing I also do a hobby it's actually my hobby is playing with my brother because I have to do that all the time because he he doesn't want to get left out very left out I can understand that mom do you have a special questions you think we should ask Ella what do you like when you're coding are you drawing some of, how do you get your ideas? Like, remember when you were kind of making that game? How do you come up with some of those ideas? Because I don't tell you those ideas and the teacher doesn't tell you ideas. So how do you figure it out? Well, I kind of think deep in my brain and say, mm, we can make different things. And I use blocks and I put together something and then build my um character and then I kind of bring the character to life Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool I'm curious what are your methods for problem solving when you come up against a problem when you're building code how do you work through the problem to find a solution well normally I see a kind of button that I can restart it with So you just restart the process and then you just kind of think about it again. Yeah. That's really good advice. I think that my favorite thing about this interview is how wise you are. And sometimes I think grownups overcomplicate things. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a quote that really inspires you or something you read somewhere that you find really inspirational? Stick around. We'll be right back after the break. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. Do you have a quote that really inspires you or something you read somewhere that you find really inspirational? Mm -hmm. Let's see. What was like our favorite book 
that you read that maybe you can share any favorite books? What was that graphic comic book that you were reading that you really liked? Hoping on her unicorn. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was like, what did you like about that book? Well, I read this book called Phobia on My Unicorn, and at the end, some of them are like these activities, and it looked like some those shapes and sizes look pretty cool. I kind of wanted to test it out on the computer if if it would work. There's lots of shapes and sizes that the author and I mean the illustrator used. And where did you put the shapes? I um, I like to p- make s- slides. Oh, like Google Slides? You want like to explain Google that? Google Slides. I learned how to do Google Slides, and I see there's like a button that you could put shapes and stuff on it. And I like to put like some triangles and circles over there. So what was the last Google Slides thing that you made? Maybe you could help explain because you just learned how to do that, right? And you put photos in and made shapes. What were you trying to make? Well, the last time I was doing it is my friend, I wanted to make a read, write, and draw cub. And I figured out how to use this slide. And my friend were like, how did you make that slide? My friend Leah only knew how to take the pictures. She was like, I only know how to take pictures, but I don't exactly know how to. So you wanted to do the read, write, and draw club for your friends? So you yeah. you created a Google Slides document that showed all the yeah. the steps of what to do in the club? Yeah. Would you say that Google Slides is your favorite tech tool, or do you have one that you like more? Well, I don't really have any favorite. What about this thing? Also, I have wall. Well, this is one of my favorites. Uh, (laughs) It's a little ball because you can't see. It's a little ball. What's the name of it? And it's called Spark by Sphero. It's made by Hour of Code, one of the apps I used. And it has like like this little ball. And inside the ball, it's a little heavy because inside the ball, there's like something that can make the lights, make lights and make it move. And I asked my mommy for some help for this because there's a remote control and the remote control is controlled by my mommy's phone. So once you open the app, what do you do to the app to make the ball move? Well, I use these little buttons and the buttons make this thing move and light up tell us like what are the moves that you can pick well the moves that you can pick is front left right and back got it and what colors can you do and i can do some pretty cool colors black i can do white i can do blue i can do purple i can do whatever color it's pretty cool. I can do whatever color. Could you tell us the name of the ball again so we could find it? It's called Spark by Spiro. Spiro. And we'll include it in the show notes as well. Can you tell us a little bit how you and your mommy found the school that you're learning how to code in? Well, my mommy found this school when I was in preschool. 
and I take this school for my preschool until I went to first grade, and then in the first grade, I was like, are those Chromebooks? And she's like, those are Chromebooks. We're going <laughs> to learn how to um, use them. And I was like, cool. What grade are you in? And I am in first grade, almost in second grade. Okay, so in first grade, Ella goes to a public school. It's a Montessori school, and you learn some code in school. And we haven't been going to school lately, right? Where we, where have we been doing school? At home. At home. And so we were trying <laughs> to figure out how to do some lessons that were fun. We were kind of getting bored at just doing workbooks. So we heard about an online thing called outschool.com and you get to out school out school and there's all different types of classes offered by people all over the the u.s that's it's basically just teaching interest-based classes so what are other out school classes besides coding you're taking can you tell us i have a science class Uh uh-huh cool and what's one thing you learned last week in your science class well, what I learned last week in my science class was about uh, I don't really remember though. <laughs> I don't remember what I learned either. <laughs> also, I have a geography class. I just went in the geography class. All we were doing kind of was we were talking about like what countries we want to visit and and we were also doing some workout when because we were talking so much and just sitting down. So what's something that's for fun? Like what do you get to do when it's like just silly fun stuff? Well, I play with my brother. I play in my backyard. My backyard is a lot of fun because we have a lot of toys in there. We have a sandbox. We have a swing set. We have a bar, too. And we have my mom made me an obstacle course once. Nice. Ella, I'm curious, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten? advice is like what did someone tell you that helped you that you maybe want to share with maybe other kids who are listening well I don't really know that well what I kind of like know all the advices but now they're in my head and I can't really choose one because I have so many that's okay um how about what's one piece of advice if you're comfortable that you'd give your mom yeah what would you like to tell your mom to do since everyone's always telling you what do you get to tell us to do or what we should do better to help once i saw like this on youtube and there were like different kinds of shapes about of videos and i was like there's this shape that was really long and i was like Mama, I think this is a little too long. Oh, you're talking about the UX design of YouTube and how you think some of those video thumbnails should Mm -hmm. not be so rectangular was her advice to me. Not too. So I have to bring it back to the UX team at YouTube to make sure (laughs) they're checking that. 
Can you just say that one more time, Esther, into the mic? Because yeah. it is so sweet. So the advice, you, Ella, was looking at YouTube and... And you work at YouTube, just to I work at YouTube. I am. I, I work in the UX department at YouTube. And she was looking at, you know, when you open YouTube, there's all these different video recommendations that you get. And they're usually in these little rectangles. And then they have all this little text. And she was saying that it would be nice if those rectangles were a little bit bigger and there wasn't so much text. And maybe we can clean that up a bit. So, mom, you got to bring that back to YouTube for sure. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Ellen, one last question before we go. And also just a perspective. Do you know what a podcast is? Yes. Do you listen to other podcasts? Yes. What do you like about podcasts? Well. But why or? I'm not a very big fan of podcasts, but I do (laughs) like to listen to them. And the thing I like about them is you get to learn new things. That's a good one. So right now you're on the Women in Tech podcast. And this is really special because you're the only young lady that we've ever had on the Women in Tech podcast. So it's a very, very important episode that's going to help and inspire a lot of people around the world. Did you know that? Mm-mm. So if there's something you want to tell everybody listening right now around the world because they just think your voice is so important, what would you like to tell them? Well, that anybody can do coding. Like, whatever age you are, you can start it. Start doing coding. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Ella, thank you so much for hanging out on the Women in Tech podcast. Is there anything else that you wanted to say before we we shut down? Not really. Thank you, Esprit. Thank you, Esprit. You're welcome. Thank you so much for connecting with us on the Women in Tech podcast, Ella and Esther, for making this possible. If you want to connect and collaborate with other amazing women in tech around the world, remember, go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. It takes you straight to the Facebook group. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. My name is Ella. I'm six years old, almost seven. I go to North Starview Montessori in San Mateo, California. I love to code and create. You are listening to Women in Tech. Hi, this is Arlen Hamilton, author of It's About Damn Time, How to Turn Being Underestimated into Your Greatest Advantage. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. I feel so grateful I've had the privilege of getting an advanced copy of Arlen Hamilton's new book, It's About Damn Time. She is one of the most inspiring venture capitalists I've ever come across. Her story from having absolutely nothing and being completely broke to being one of the most influential venture capitalists in the world blows my mind and her book is insanely well written right when I picked it up I didn't want to put it down she teaches me and us how to become the asset how to be our best selves and how to be a person that not only creates opportunity for ourselves but creates an abundance of opportunity for others I'm so proud to share her book with you and I hope you'll pick it up and I know for sure you'll be just as riveted as I was with each page you turned get it's about damn time at itsaboutdamntime.com.
The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Sarah Tran. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.